Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 91. So today I'm sharing three new thinking routines for you to try. But before we get started with that, a quick mention of last week's episode. It was all about creating an environment of intellectual comfort on your programs. Fear, insecurity and apathy and other things may get in the way of your participants offering their thoughts, contributions and asking questions on your museum programmes. And creating intellectual comfort is about creating a positive space where everyone can share their thoughts no matter where they're starting from. It's a really useful episode and it was really popular last week. So do go and listen to episode 90 if you haven't already. And as always, if you'd like to support this show, you can do so by treating me to a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire I'll put a link in the show notes. And you can also help support this podcast and help it to reach more people by posting about this show on your own social media accounts and by sharing, liking and commenting on my social media feeds. Do recommend The Art Engager to all your friends too. Thank you for your support. It helps to keep this show going and growing. So let's get on with today's show. So I've got some inspiration for you today for some new thinking routines. So first of all, I want you to have a think about what thinking routines you regularly use. Do you have a few core routines? This is what I called in episode six, a repertoire of thinking routines that you use regularly and that you're comfortable with. Now, if you're nodding along to that, then great. This is the way to get started with visible thinking in the museum by building up a selection of core routines that you use on a regular basis. You can start with just one routine. Sometimes this is See, Think, Wonder. Sometimes it's See, Wonder, Connect or something similar. And you get to know that routine really well before you then expand to some other routines. Eventually, the plan is to have a selection of routines that you use regularly and that these routines are so well embedded into your programs, into the way you work, that you can apply them flexibly and naturally to a wide variety of different environments with different artworks, objects and audiences. Now, if you are new to VTM, Visible Thinking in the Museum, I recommend you go and listen to episode six, which is all about building this repertoire, and episode 16, which is about getting to know See, Think, Wonder. This is the thinking routine I recommend you get to know first. Now, if you're a bit more experienced, you've got intermediate or advanced VTM experience, perhaps you've done my VTMO course or you've uh, been to one of my in-person trainings in a museum, 
then you will have become acquainted with a repertoire of thinking routines already. And maybe you've been using these same thinking routines for a while now. You're pretty confident with how they work and importantly, how they feel for you as a facilitator when you're working. Now, at this stage, you may be looking for some new routines to add to your toolbox. So I know that sometimes it can be really reassuring to stick to the same methods, the tried and tested techniques that we've always used. And the same goes for thinking routines. You have favorites, you have things that you use all the time. But at other times in our practice, I think it's really good to do some experimentation too and try new things. And for me, uh, this is why I love working in this way. It helps me to stay curious, um, always helps me to be on the lookout for new ways to work with the same artworks and objects. So I think learning new thinking routines at regular intervals is a great way to stay curious and inspired. And it also lets you have a variety of different thinking routines at your fingertips so you can use them in all sorts of situations. So I'm always looking for new ways to engage audiences with art or objects. And therefore I love, really love trying out new routines and seeing all the possibilities of how they might work with different artworks, themes and situations. It makes me feel that my practice is alive and it's evolving. So in the spirit of this, I'm sharing the three new thinking routines for you to try out today. There's one for looking closely and finding opportunity. There's one for distilling ideas and identifying questions and another thinking routine to help create space for learning. So which three thinking routines have I chosen? Well, carry on listening and you'll find out. So my first choice is Imagine If. Imagine If is a thinking routine from the Agency by Design project from Project Zero. It's a thinking routine for looking closely, finding opportunity, and pursuing new ideas. So it's a thinking routine that can be used to explore the possibilities of improving, tinkering with, or tweaking any object or system. So imagine if, if asks you to imagine new ways that you might improve an object or a system by looking through four different lenses. So specifically, it asks, in what way can an object or system be made more effective, more efficient, more ethical, or more beautiful? You can also come up with your own categories for lenses too. Now, this is a great thinking routine for pairing with an observation thinking routine or activity. So you really do need to spend time looking at and thinking about an object before you start to imagine new ways to improve it. So try pairing it with one of the nine thinking routines for observation and description that I mentioned in episode 59. Something like looking 10 times to, yes and, or colour shape line. Or you could combine imagine if with another thinking routine from the Agency by Design project. So perhaps 
parts purposes complexities or parts perspectives me. Now I've used this thinking routine with all sorts of objects in the museum to encourage observation and to brainstorm ideas about how that particular object might be improved. I once used this thinking routine with over 500 people at the British Museum. I was delivering a keynote speech and it was at a conference about significant objects. Now, although this was a large group that I was speaking to, I didn't want to give a lecture. You know how I feel about lectures. And I wanted the group to interact and experience the magic of thinking routines. So I asked them to turn to someone next to them. They then had to choose one object that they had with them. So it could have been something in their bag, on their person. It could have been a pen, a notepad, earrings, shoes, all sorts of things. And then I asked them to spend some time looking closely at this object and to describe it, observe and describe it with their partner. So I gave them a few minutes to discuss what they saw, what they observed. Um, and then I asked them to imagine how they might improve this object. And they had to think up ways that they could make their everyday object that they had with them more effective or efficient or ethical or beautiful. So it was a really fun three to four minutes in my speech. And it was really noisy too. You could see everyone discussing and everyone moving their objects around and having a great time using this thinking routine. So I urge you to give Imagine If a go. Use everyday objects, objects in your immediate vicinity or historical objects, museum objects, design objects and all types of objects and share ideas for how you might make them more effective, efficient ethical and or beautiful and have fun coming up with your own categories too. So the second thinking routine I want to share with you today is called take note. So take note is a routine from the Project Zero Connect project. It's one for distilling ideas and identifying emerging questions. So I use it for organising understanding of something, for example, an artwork, and for capturing the heart or the essence of a discussion after it's taken place. So here's how Take Note works. So you can use it after a discussion at a particular stop. So maybe after you've finished a discussion about an artwork or an object, or you might want to use it at the end of your museum or gallery program. So there's two places that you might want to try it out. It asks you to then take note of one of the following. What is the most important point? What are you finding challenging, puzzling or difficult to understand? What question would you most like to discuss? And what is something that you found interesting? So as you can see, this routine engages participants to reflect, to reflect on the key ideas, points and puzzles of what they've just been discussing. 
So by reflecting on these, it can actually enhance learning and memory. And in addition, for you as the facilitator, it gives you some instant feedback too. So use it in the museum after any discussion or during a discussion or at the end of your program. Um, if you use it at the end of the program, it's like an exit ticket. And you can use this as part of your conclusion. You may remember in episode 57, which is how to end well, I talk about a three-part strong conclusion. And having a strong conclusion gives you uh, an opportunity, a moment to look inwards and turn outwards. And using a thinking routine like take note helps you to structure the looking inwards part. It gives you and your participants a chance to think about what has happened over the course of the program and why it matters. And it also gives the group a chance to connect with each other one last time. Now, if you're using it as an exit ticket, you can choose whether you want to collect the thoughts on post-it notes anonymously or whether you want to ask everyone to make their thinking in visible individually or in small groups. Now, I've used Take Note recently on my VTMO intermediate course as a way of reflecting on what we've discovered together in our live classes. But I can see how this thinking routine would work really well on guided tours and museum programs as an alternative to routines like headlines. And I used to think, now I think. So my third and final new thinking routine for you this week is called Creating Space for Learning. Now, this is a brand new thinking routine that I came across when I was updating my ultimate thinking routine list. So it's part of the ID Global Reimagining Migration Project of Project Zero. And it's essentially a grounding exercise, an exercise that actually helps us to prepare for any, for any program, any class or any task. And it can actually be used by anyone, anywhere, not just perhaps in the museum or classroom, anyone can use this. So you might want to think about using this thinking routine before, say, a big presentation or a speech that you have to give. So here's a description of the routine from the website. Creating space for learning is designed to foster a disposition towards self-understanding, self-direction and mindful, compassionate concentration. Through consistent use, students are likely to develop a greater awareness and capacity to talk about their thoughts and feelings. They are likely to develop greater agency in self-regulating their emotions and attention. In addition, students might, might experience a greater sense of well-being and an appreciation for full engagement in learning. So I think that this thinking routine has huge potential for use at the start of a museum or gallery program. And I think it would help facilitate the transition from wherever your participants have just come. So maybe they've come from school, from work or from home with whatever life has thrown at them. 
You know, traffic jams, delays, stress, busyness. And it will help them to transition to where they are now in the museum space. So you could use this thinking routine in your introduction or as a warm-up to get participants in the right frame of mind for what's to come. Now, I think it could be really useful to help create a calm environment prior to a program, perhaps focusing on slow looking or mindfulness or one that deals with sensitive issues or difficult histories. So taking a moment to notice what is on your mind, then setting aside certain things and keeping others at the centre will help to make space for any new learning or discoveries to take place. And I think these sorts of mindful grounding exercises are a really helpful way to anchor your participants in the present, not in what just happened 10 minutes before they arrived, but what's happening now. So this particular routine is a really useful way to avoid your participants getting overwhelmed or distracted by what's on their mind. And it helps us to focus on the present, what's happening right now. So here's how it works. Creating space for learning has four steps. Breathe, notice, set aside and keep at the centre. So the first step is breathe. So you want to find a comfortable posture or maybe a seat and take your time to breathe three times deeply. So ask people to inhale and exhale slowly three times. Then the second step is notice. So this involves taking a moment to notice what thoughts and feelings are present in your mind or perhaps in your heart. Now the routine asks you to draw or write these thoughts and feelings down inside a circle. So you could provide participants with a piece of paper with a circle on it and maybe some post-it notes that they could use to write down their thoughts or feelings and to put them inside the circle. So once they've done the noticing part, the next two steps are to think about which of these feelings we might want to set aside and which we want to keep at the centre. So the first step is set aside. Which feelings and thoughts do you need to set aside for now to learn today? So you might want to physically move these from the circle to the margins of the page. So ask the group perhaps to move their post-it notes and move these thoughts and emotions to the side. Then the final part is to think about what thoughts and emotions you want to keep or bring to the forefront of your mind as you start or continue your museum program. And you want to bring these thoughts to the center of your circle. And then the routine finishes with thinking about those thoughts and those feelings, keeping them in mind and taking a few final deep breaths and slowly returning to the learning. So depending on what the group needs and what type of program you're doing, you could choose to modify the steps of the routine. Perhaps you might want to do breathe, notice and keep at the centre 
for example. Or you could use this modification at the end of the program to reflect on what has just happened too. So it's a really useful routine. It's brand new. I really urge you to give creating space for learning a go. So which of these three new routines are you going to try out? Which of these ones are you going to implement in your practice? Let me know. I'd love to hear all about it and how you get on. So thanks for listening today. I just want to do a quick special call out for my curated newsletter. So it's almost at 2000 subscribers, which is quite a milestone. Every Friday, I send out an email full of cultural inspiration and ideas all about art, museums and engagement. I share one thing to watch, one thing to read and one thing to listen to. And I share information about upcoming classes and courses. Now, I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can sign up for my curated newsletter and perhaps you might be my 2000th subscriber. And finally, if listening to this has whetted your appetite for more thinking routines, and if you'd like to use more of them in your work, you might want to download my ultimate thinking routine list for 2023. So I've now got over 120 thinking routines on this list. I'll put a link in the show notes. So thank you for listening today. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.